0: Welcome
1: to the Teach the Geek podcast, where engineer and author Neil Thompson talks with STEM professionals about public speaking, a struggle for many of us. Whether you're a novice public speaker or a proficient one, you can always pick up tips on how to improve. Here's your host, Neil Thompson.
0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Teach the Geek interviews. My name is Neil Thompson. I'm the founder of Teach the Geek it's an online platform for science and engineering professionals. The first offering of the platform is a public speaking course called Teach the Geek to Speak. To learn more about it, you can go to teachthegeek.com. Again, that's teachthegeek.com. Today, my guest is Tyrone Jacobs, Jr. And he's an electrical engineer and speaker. He's also heavily involved in the National Society of Black Engineers. He recently became the region's sixth Professionals chair. I'm interested to hear more about his journey in engineering thus far his involvement in Nesby and also public speaking, you know, of course, because, well, that's what we talk about here. Welcome to Teach the Geek Interviews, Tyrone.
1: Thank you, Neil. Um, I mean, once again, man, I, I do appreciate you reaching out, wanting to uh, learn a bit more about me and, and my career and my journey. Um, there's been a lot to it. Um, you know, I didn't just get here just because, you know, of just ease. Um, there's a lot of hard work, a lot of, um, dedication involved in this process um, a lot of sacrifice a lot of things I, ha- I had to kind of give up to kind of get here so um, you know feel free to act anything that you like and uh, we'll go ahead and get things going.
0: Wonderful so I from the bit of research I did on you I saw that you studied electrical engineering in school what was the motivation to do that?
1: Um, honestly I would say I didn't really know I wanted to become an engineer until my junior year of high school Um, and that was because I had a class called digital electronics and it's like this, you know, electrical engineering basics fundamentals course. And I I really liked it. I did well in the class and my teacher uh, at the time, he had an electrical engineering degree, um, from university and I saw it and I was like, you know what, maybe that's something that I could do. Um, so, uh, in short, I would say it was the exposure of seeing that it was possible to even achieve an engineering degree that put into my head that I could also do the same thing. Even though I didn't look like him, I didn't come from the same background as him or have the same experiences as him. I knew that if he could do that, then what would really prevent me from doing the same thing? So,
0: Yo, that is the best thing I think I've heard all week. I know this is just Wednesday, so there could be more, there could be more time to hear better things. Yeah. But you know, I often hear, is, okay, I might go on a rant right now, but I don't really care. So I, I've heard the the saying that you have to see it to believe it. And the way I've often took, taken that is, so for instance, you know, we're, we're both black and we're both mm-hmm. engineers. And when, when people say you got to see it to believe, it, it's like, okay, we, need, we both need to see black engineers doing something to believe that we could be engineers. But you just said, you saw this guy in your class. He was teaching the class. don't look. He doesn't look like you. He doesn't have the same background, but you figured if he can do it, why can't I? I, man, if more people, if more people didn't have that, that same thought or thought process when it came to doing things, because you have to, why not be the trailblazer? Why not be the first person you know to do something, but you're waiting for somebody else that looks like you to do it? It's such a stupid thing. It just makes me so angry when I think about it. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I'm really glad that you saw this guy and you thought, hey, he doesn't look like me. He, we're not the same in any other way other than where I guess we're both human, but, but but the fact that he was able to do it, there's no reason I can't do it too, so. Kudos for you for thinking
1: that way. Definitely, man. Thank you, and that's that's what started the journey.
0: Damn right. So I'd also noticed that you got uh, you're, you're you're pursuing a master's as well. So what was the motivation for that?
1: Well, that was that. Well, it was two things. Number one, I kind of wanted to um, diversify myself a little bit as far as just my portfolio and resume, um, and just kind of study and look into a new field. Um, and so that was, I guess, reason number one. Reason number two was because of the industry that I work in, uh, I work in you know, aerospace and aviation, but um, to be more exact, I work in space and satellite systems. So a lot of the things that I look at and study in my program right now for the master's program, I am actually, you know, I've seen or I've learned about or heard um, thus far in my career. So it kind of you know, matches up with each other and, 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 things, and things are, I guess, congruent. So, you know, those two reasons are the reasons why I decided to just do this. And I like proving things to myself. So um, just proving, proving that I could do it and, you know, get it done show Charlotte, people, they can do the same thing.
0: Nice. So I saw your, your title at your job. It's Electrical Materials Process and Physics Engineer. I've never seen a title before in my life. What exactly do you do for your job?
1: well i i might need to make an edit to it but um but yeah i mean you, that title came from like if you go on google and you kind of search up my role like that's what i saw at the time but as i kept going i learned that we are components engineers and component engineers we work on the small hardware that's used to manufacture and design our satellites and our space uh, products at the at the site um and so We work on, you know, transistors, oscillators, um, printed wiring board connectors, hybrid connectors, uh, uh, D-sub connectors, you know, nano miniature connectors. You know, we work on all these different types of uh, commodities and hardware. And we have to make sure that they're qualified and that they're to our standards as a company. Because if we don't, then we could put faulty hardware into into the units and into the design of the product and obviously you know that would cause a bunch of problems in the end so and that's basically what we do
0: components engineer is way shorter than yeah. electrical materials process and physics engineer on a business card
1: right yeah definitely i agree <laughs>
0: yeah i agree so, so i also noticed that you're a member of the black speakers network what mm-hmm. exactly does that entail being a member of that
1: Man, that's been awesome. Like just being a part of it, um, you know. It's, it's basically just another outlet for for speakers who want to grow and learn. And um, there's a lot of opportunities that have come with being a part of BSN and you know uh, webinars and showing people how to, you know, what what they can do to improve speaking. You know how to build a business and the LLCs and just all type of stuff. Like it's just it's just a a labyrinth of just knowledge, I guess, from different people. Um, and we're all aspiring speakers, speakers, entrepreneurs—you know, the whole nine. So it's just a group that you know. I'm glad that I decided to join and be a part of. And I've had a few opportunities from the group myself to to speak and stuff. So it's been awesome.
0: Oh, nice. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I, I you know I mentioned in the intro that you became the professional chair for Region Six of Nesby. What kind of plans do you have to? I guess as as your reign, I suppose, as as the chair
1: yeah so i'm not the chair I'm the chair elect which is the vice president but um I guess for Nevi i mean for this year, I just want us to really focus on the chapters and like the membership uh at the collegiate level because that's always something that I've always liked doing um whether it was well it would probably have to be virtual for now because the covid uh nineteen pandemic but like if COVID didn't if, if covid wasn't around right now, I would like to travel to the campuses. And like go on a road show or like a road trip. And we would go to each campus and and speak with them and help them learn about just Nesby and, and how to run their chapters and address their issues and problems that they may have. Um because like we really I mean, without them, you know, and the membership that we have in our professional region, like we don't really have a purpose really or a, a reason to to do what we're doing. Um so that's been my main goal, and then I, I think the my other goal is to keep the board, you know, uh, family in it, to keep us close, to keep us together, to keep us helping each other through tough times, NSBE or non stuff. So that's, that's been like two of my biggest goals. Nice.
0: So When it comes to the speaking that you do, what are the topics that you like to speak about?
1: Oh, man, I mean, uh, adversity, STEM engineering, you know, uh, NASB, uh public speaking, um, like shifting your mind frame, Uh, to think more positively than negatively. Um, Just really a lot of the things that I've already went through in my life, really, I try to speak from real invalid experiences. Like, I don't like speaking on stuff like that I don't know about or that I never really got into. So a lot of things that I speak on are things that I actually have to go through or see for myself. And that's what I think allows me to speak the way that I speak and, and how I speak. So Nice.
0: Has public speaking been something you've always been good at? And if not, what have you done to get better at it?
1: (laughs) No. Um, But the way you get better at something is you practice. So um, I've had to, you know, kind of sit to myself, kind of figure out different speeches and and, and figure out, you know, to practice in my room and to say things over and over and over. Um, You know, I didn't get, I don't even think I'm really, still really all that good just yet, but I'm a lot better than what I was years ago. So, and I still have a long way to go. Um, but I think the more you do it, the more you put yourself out there in the environment to do it, um, you kind of get over those nerves and the nervousness, and you just feel more better and more acclimated to speaking, um, and you have to do it because public speaking is, like, a number one fear for a lot of people So, or getting out in front of a stage or an audience. So, um, you know, if I, just, I just have to, you know, practice and, and get, get the reps in, and, you know, that's how you build your public speaking muscle per se.
0: What was your motivation for doing public speaking in the first place?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, so like early on with with my journey, like I was just going through a lot of just chaos and crazy stuff. And um, I used to go on my social media at the time and like create posts about just what I was thinking and my thoughts and, you know, whatever. And the more I kept doing that, the more people started to like connect with it and resonate with what I was writing. And... I just felt like I'm like, you know, what like somebody else, like somebody has to hear this like in person. So that's what kind of got me to wanting to like speak about the things that I was writing on my social media at the time and pretty much having the thought of just wanting to share it with people like in person, like no matter who it was or where they come from, their age, their size, whatever. Like that's what spurred me to want to speak. And the more I kept doing it, the more I enjoyed it, the more I, you know, garnered my passion and interest for it. The more I kept putting myself around people who are great at it, the more I kept joining groups that um, help with speaking. And so, yeah, I mean, I think the more I kept doing it, the more I just immersed myself in it. And, I mean, here we are now.
0: What is the, the target audience that you prefer to speak to?
1: I mean, honestly, my preference. I mean, I really love working with, you know, middle school, high school, and, and college students. Um, You know, I also love working with little kids as well. But like, I don't want to necessarily, you know, spread myself too thin, right? Like, I want to pick just one group and and just master that group. Um, But I, I do love working with students. I mean, I've always found that that was the common denominator, I guess, with, you know, just me speaking. I love working with students.
0: Okay. Do you have a process for putting your presentations together? And if so, what is it?
1: No, I don't think no, I don't. <laughs> I don't have a process. I just like when I know I have an engagement. Um, I just kind of just get the thoughts in my head and I kind of just beat the thoughts in my head over and over and over and over and over, um, you know, and then when it's the time of the engagement, I just I just go for it, you know. Um, and sometimes yeah, I'll write stuff down or I'll take like little notes um, and I might have that in my pocket or I might have a little scrapbook or scrap piece piece of paper. And I have like some different points I'm gonna make sure I hit during my speech. But um, yeah, I mean, there's no like routine or like process per se. I just, you know, I I really, you know, I'm about this life. So I I try to take it as seriously as I can. I try to do the best that I can and and try to produce the best product that I can with it, so.
0: Do you ever get nervous before before giving a presentation? And if so, how do you deal with your nerves?
1: Yeah, every time, Um, but it's not as bad as it used to be, Um, but now, I mean, I just kind of tell myself, like, look, like, you're not here for no reason, you know, you're here for a reason, Um, you're not in this position for no reason, right, so I just kind of just, you know, validate and affirm myself and just let myself know that, you know, I'm here to give value and to share some value with people that that want it and that need it, so, um, you know, I may be nervous, like, for a few minutes, but... After that, I just kind of go with it and, you know, I live with the results. You know, that's that's probably my best way of dealing with that.
0: So you've given some really great tips so far, Tyrone, about getting better in public speaking, practice being probably the number one, and then Mm -hmm. also telling yourself that you're there for a reason to try to get rid of or to minimize nerves. Do you have any other tips that you'd like to share on becoming more effective in public speaking?
1: Yeah, I mean, you have to study people that – um, that do it extremely well. I mean, for for me, I mean, at least for instance, you know, guys like Eric Thomas and Inky Johnson and, you know, Kendall Ficklin and, and and David Shands and, and, and uh, you know, guys like that that I look at, you know, Jeremy Anderson, you know, et cetera. These are all great top speakers like in the world. So, you know, and I resonate with a lot of their stories and a lot of their things. So um, for me, like, you have to study people that, no matter what you do, I don't care if it's speaking or not. Like, you have to, Whatever industry that you're in, in order for you to get good and great and phenomenal at it, you have to study people who are already at that level. And you got to see what they're doing and see what you're not doing and implement what they're doing into what you do. I don't mean copy and just imitate them, but there are certain mindsets and strategies that they have that you can kind of pull from and, and draw from and kind of incorporate into your own your own routine and regimen. So, um, you know, you got to study people that do it at a high level, practice, put yourself in groups and Around people that do it as well and learn from them, like this is a prime example, um, and, and things like that. I mean, the more you do that stuff, uh, the more you see yourself getting better at it.
0: Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, I'm with you on that one. You know, it's, it's cool, it's good to study others, that, but ultimately, you want to be the best version of yourself, not a carbon copy of somebody else, <laughs> because they yeah. they already exist. So you, you'll never be as good as them anyway, or you'll never be them anyway. You can only be, right. you can be yourself. You. So, yeah.
1: mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm.
0: I firmly believe what what you're saying. You know, we're in we're in COVID nineteen right now. We're we're mm-hmm. in quarantine right now, Tyrone. And so I know a lot of people. You know, that were speakers. A lot of their business has changed because they can't go out and speak in front of people right now. Everything has to be virtual. Have you been doing virtual things yourself, or is that something you're looking to do?
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I definitely have had a f- couple of virtual opportunities um, so far during the pandemic, and um, you know, I have some more I'm lining up. So yeah, I mean, I definitely want to. Um, just, just continue to do what I do. I mean, virtual or not, I mean, the message still has to be shared. The value still has, still has to be given. So, um, you know, and I, I you know, I'm kind of liking virtual. Virtual is, is really cool um, in the comfort of your own home. You know, you can kind of have a lot of pressures off of you as far as, okay, I got to travel and book a flight and blah, blah, blah. blah. You know, so I like virtual. And, and, you know, the pandemic is obviously, you know, real crazy right now. But, you know, I definitely want, to have more opportunities as far as virtually and and when COVID kind of dies down, I wanna get back into the in-person thing. So, you know, I'm definitely gonna keep going with this no matter, you know, which way I have to deliver a message. For
0: sure. And well, that that brings up another question. Once this whole COVID thing dies down, yeah, you said you'd like to go back and you know, do in-person in stuff, but would virtual still be a part of your toolbox or is that something you're going to kind
1: of... Oh, yeah. You? I mean, since we've been in this pandemic, yeah, a lot of it has been virtual. So, yeah, I mean, once we go back to in-person, um, I would love to continue the, the virtual, you know, sessions and engagements. I think for a lot of people, it, it could be a lot easier that way. Um, no one really has to move or go anywhere or worry about travel and... and all that type of stuff and packing bags and going here and there. So um, I would definitely keep the virtual engagements uh, as a part of my arsenal. You
0: know, one thing I thought about virtual engagements is it might be a little bit more difficult to engage people because you're not, you're, you're not in front of them. You're, you're just speaking to a screen. You're not getting mm-hmm. that energy back really because you, you're, you're not in front of the people. How do you kind of deal with that, I guess, difference from in-person engagements?
1: You got to do it with the same energy that you would if you were in person. (laughs) I mean, it's that simple. Like you have to bring the same energy and passion that you would if they were in front of you um, in person, like face to face, Um, you know, you got to bring a certain energy and you have to just imagine like, okay, if they were in front of me right now, like would I give this energy, you know, if, if even if they were virtual, so you can't give them great energy in person and then give them whack energy virtually right so whatever energy you would give them in person you got to apply it apply it the same way that you would in a virtual session and I think that's a good way to kind of think about that and kind of keep people engaged
0: you know I was I was looking at a, a YouTube video not too long ago and the person was talking about stand-up comedy and there's some people that are still doing shows virtually but there's no audience so I just can imagine just standing up on a state or standing or doing it from wherever telling jokes but not actually hearing people laughing
1: yeah it's gotta be tough
0: <laughs> it's to be tough because like, you don't even know if you're doing well but you don't do you don't know if you're doing poorly either so maybe exactly. maybe, that's a, maybe that's not that big a problem as i think it might be
1: <laughs> yeah that's why i said you know you got to bring the same energy in the same fashion because you don't know what it is at the, the other end but you know you get your best product with that so
0: yeah is there anything else that you would want to mention about things that you're working on tyrone
1: um, I mean, you know, like right now, like I'm still working in my career in aerospace and aviation, um, still doing my master's program. And pretty much, I mean, from there, I'm just focused on just my growth, just as a, a human being and as a man. And I want to keep growing my 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 speaking uh, resume and, and my brand and keep, you know, sharing um, great things with the world and great value with the world. And I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's always been my my thing. So I just want to keep the things that I have been doing thus far, I want to keep continuing those and keep going
0: Wonderful. How can people get in touch with you, Tyrone?
1: Yeah. So you guys can uh, hit me up on uh, Facebook. If you want Tyrone Jacobs, Jr. Uh, You can hit me up on LinkedIn. It's Tyrone Jacobs, comma, Jr. My Instagram is at Mr. Positive vibes. And, you know, my Twitter is at just stay positive. So it's uh, with no U. So it's JST. Stay positive. So. That's how you guys can find me and connect with me and, and what I have you. Wonderful.
0: Well, everybody, that marks the end of another edition of Teach the Geek interviews. My name is Neil Thompson. I'm the founder of Teach the Geek. It's an online platform for the science and engineering professionals. Consider checking out my public speaking course called Teach the Geeks to Speak. To learn more about it, you can go to teachthegeek.com. Again, mm-hmm. that's teachthegeek.com. Until next time, take care and stay safe. Thanks, Tyrone.
1: Thank you, you know, Appreciate you, man.